0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and coverage match limited by state law
1: Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog We make fresh food for dogs We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog Jada When she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs It's better for them and easier for you
2: Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast.
3: You're
0: listening to BGN Radio right here on bleedinggreennation.com. Uh, we are in episode number 18, an episode a lot of us didn't think we'd get to it at the beginning of the year. Cause it's playoffs, bitch! Oh my god, what an amazing uh week it's been. It's been a great clinchmas. We got the whole gang here. Hopefully, Mike Cake can join us a little later. We got Dan Klostern coming up in just a little bit. But of course, as you all know and you've all been paying attention, somehow the fairy godmother came down, touched us all, and said, Let's give the BGN radio audience a. Some playoff tickets. Hell yeah! So we're going to be announcing those uh, in just a little bit, a little bit farther on down the show once we get into the matchups and all that good stuff, but let us reflect and let us enjoy uh, this uh, beautiful week that has been uh, a a clinch playoff berth here for the Eagles as I introduce the editor-in-chief of Leading Green Nation. To my left, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowton. What's going on, sir?
4: Hey, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Uh, dead Center, uh, the super producer over at 97.5 The Fanatic, Mr. James Seltzer. What's going on, bud?
5: What is up, my brother?
0: And, of course, we like to call him Patty Ice, the professor and everything in between. Mr. Patrick Wall back for a second. Tour of duty. What's going
1: on, bud? In this lesson,
0: claps, baby.
1: Let's do it. <laughs>
0: Well, let's uh, let's bathe in it a little bit, man. I mean, uh, Brandon, what were you feeling as soon as Brandon Boykin snagged that wonderful, beautiful ball from Kyle Orton on Sunday night?
4: I don't know if I was feeling anything. I think I was just shocked. I was just like, "No way!" I, I, I was in disbelief. I, I saw the interception. And I was like, "Like, no way! This isn't happening!" I'm like, "This isn't real." I and mean, this is that's not Tony Romo playing. And I mean, I was, it was just an amazing moment. Uh, Boykin is such a player, man. Can we just talk about? like how great he's been this year and just how clutch he's been he had that interception against the Redskins he's just he had the interception against uh, the Giants too against Victor Cruz he's just been a great second year player and that's something that I saw coming out of training camp because he's just had a phenomenal training camp
0: yeah and you know he's gonna play at least I think he should play an important role uh against the Saints team coming up this week in fact uh, we have a uh, Nasheed from Landsport PA checking in as well giving some Brandon Boykin love Nasheed what's going on man
3: Hey, this is not she calling out a Williamsport PA. First thing first, good work, guys. Good work. Appreciate this stuff. But a uh, couple of quick notes here. Uh, I like how uh, Chip Kelly made the adjustment and started feeding the ball to Shady after uh, uh, Foles was getting a lot of pressure. Also, uh, what's the numbers uh, for Brandon Boykin compared to the other corners? Uh, last time I checked, he was tied for, like, second in the league, interceptions. I know tonight just made six picks, I believe. Uh, so I wanted to know, you know, why he wasn't considered for anything, man, especially with his uh, special teams contributions. And uh, also, man, thank goodness, uh, you know, it looks like Tony Romo uh, gave, uh, you know, ordered a call, you know, say, hey, listen, man, I'm getting this surgery done. Uh, why don't you do me a solid and look good all game and do your best Romo impression and throw that fourth-quarter pick for me. So all is good. Uh look forward to having the Saints in Philly next week, man. Hopefully we can get something done. appreciate you guys.
0: So, yeah, guys, I mean, Nasheed brings up a pretty good point. You know, he's Brandon Boykin has put up a, a sick amount of numbers in the cornerback world this year. Any reason why he kind of didn't get touched or mentioned in any Pro Bowl talk or, you know, player of the month, anything like that?
5: Yeah, I think clearly the fact that he's a slot corner makes a lot of people look at him uh, a little bit differently. You might not get the respect that, a, you know, guy on the outside or Richard Sherman or, or, you know, what Revis used to be or those types of guys are going to get that type of credit. Um, or Joe Hayden. But, uh, I mean, I think it's clear what Boykin's done in the slot. He's been the best cornerback on this team, bar none. Uh, you know, like Brandon said, he's, he's really come up big. He's a clutch player. He comes through in big spots. Uh, it seems like he works really hard to get better. Uh, you know, I, I think the reason he doesn't get the attention he deserves is because he's a slot corner. I, I think it's uh, pretty much as simple as that. Uh, but you can't argue with the numbers. And uh, like Brandon said, you know, who saw that coming? <laughs> and of course, we uh I, I win the over-under with under one minute for the first Tony Romo joke to be thrown out. <laughs> so that no. was good too. You definitely no, but it. it's, it's funny because I, I had a similar reaction to Brandon. Mine was a little more effusive. I was definitely uh, yelling and screaming, but I definitely, I, I, I really didn't think at that moment we were going to win the game. I thought that I thought Orton would get them close enough for Dan Bailey and that somehow, someway, Bailey was going to knock a 50-something yarder through the uprights and the game that no one thought we could lose, we were going to lose. Um, so, you know, thank God for Brandon Boykin. Well, one man who I know likes
0: to watch the games with you because I've heard, I haven't experienced that, although I definitely wanted to. Is yeah, it's, James, it's it's
5: your, it's your loss it's, for sure.
0: Patrick Wall keeps telling me that the best person to watch a game with is James Elter. And Patrick, h- how were you reacting the whole entire game what was going through your mind
1: the entire time I was just wishing I was watching with James (laughs) there's no one better in the in the game telling you we we talked last time on the podcast about how you know give me a reason this team is going to lose or give me a reason this team could lose and you know it it just kind of felt like one of those things where the Cowboys I really think did think it was them against the world and they came out and they played like it um and then, you know, by halftime, you're thinking we're in the lead, but it doesn't feel like it. I mean, I don't think until Boykin made that pick, I actually felt good about the game. I mean, I can't, I can't remember a time where I was like, yeah, this Later. is definitely going our way. Um, but I think that says a lot about the team that they could have quit. I don't think, uh, I think if they hadn't come up with a big play there, it wouldn't be the, uh, 2013 Eagles defense. We've all come to know and love.
0: Damn right. And that's why me and Brandon Lee Gouten stick into our guns, boy. I <laughs> Mike K at one point was so pissed at us that he delivered the best <laughs> fuck you, Brandon, and John text I've ever seen in my life. And I got to tell you, like, at that point I felt a little guilty and I was like, wait a minute, baby, let's go. And then Bryce Brown scored a touchdown. I threw a fuck you right back at him. You know, it was just this passionate everybody's worried type of feeling and you just got to have faith in these guys it's not andy Reid anymore it's not those games that you're supposed to lose Th- these guys are showing you that hey you know we've come a long way and I, to be honest with you i really don't care what happens from here on out I, to me essentially that was a playoff win so anything after this is complete gravy i, I it's it's going to be great run hopefully uh, at the start of this and, you know, uh, before we uh, switch into the Saints uh, game day matchup stuff, we did uh, Steve from the Qs also calling in for the first time. Uh, and, you know, this was a little surprising, too. Something that we didn't really uh, talk about a lot was the officiating, which was pretty one-sided. And judging by the all-22s that you've probably seen throughout the week, there's a lot of holding calls and a lot of, you know, P.I. not called, especially against one of the worst penalized teams in the league. I don't know how you hide hide some of these flags, but let's check in with uh, Steve from the Goose and see what he thought.
3: Hi, Steve from Syracuse here. Uh, That was an amazing game last night. Dallas played the best game they possibly could, and the refs said the only team creating penalties were the Eagles. That's pretty frustrating. They couldn't pull the flag out of their pocket for anything that Dallas was doing. Leading with the helmet, defenseless receiver. It's all good, though, because in the end, we came away with the win. Bulls was fantastic, Shady was shifty, and the Boy King was our savior. I've got a uh, little uh, song here for the cowgirls. Cry, cowboys cry, on the road to mediocrity. Cry, cowboys cry, lose the game on an INT. They're feeling low, hear them sigh, as we watch those cowboys cry cry cowboys cry you're 0 for 3 in week 17 you can't beat the Eagles later
0: Uh, an amazing song first of all that is the best rendition of the Eagles fight song turned around for cowgirls fans I've ever heard in my life but you you know is it anybody else find it very odd that the uh, refs didn't call a lot of the penalties uh, going into this
4: yeah absolutely I mean uh, like you said the, the, the cowboys were 12th In the league in meaning most penalties uh, entering that game and for them to not have one it just it didn't seem right and the only one they did have was that uh, that weird clock malfunction thing which wasn't even like a legitimate penalty so the fact that they didn't even have one and I think the Eagles had about six or so and some of those really weren't up for debate because the Eagles jumped off sides a couple times there but it just really made you kind of like wonder here. You know, like, what's going on? Like, how isn't there a penalty? It's the fourth quarter already. There's not one holding. There's not one pass interference. Like, come on.
0: James, did you see that stuff as well? Or was this kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, we won the game. Let's move on.
5: Yeah, here's the thing. I, I definitely thought there were a few calls that I think could have gone either way. But ultimately, what it comes down to, you know, you got to play better than the the worst refs ref. You know what I mean? Like, right. ultimately, right. the... the refereeing is a subjective thing you know it it is something where there are going to be human error there are going to be flaws and i I think that you know obviously it's frustrating to watch your team play and watch calls go against your team and uh you know the other team really not get penalized like brandon said i think there were instances through those first three quarters where the cowboys committed a penalty and kind of got away with it but at the same time uh, i definitely don't think it was something on purpose i don't think there's any sort of conspiracy there i think that Uh, You know, there's human error involved and penalties are going to get missed and you need to put yourself as a team in a situation or a position where those calls don't either win the game or lose the game for you.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, it's good to put kind of put this one behind us. It was a nice, enjoyable win. It was a heart attack. I, uh, you know, pretty much ruined uh, the new carpet at uh, my new in-laws house because uh, I was pacing back and forth. The entire time. But uh, we got one more caller on the call line before we get uh, into the Saints matchup here. So let's uh, check that out.
3: When are you giving away the ticks?
0: Well, hopefully, Mr. Anonymous, uh, you have entered our Twitter contest that we've been running the whole week. But if you didn't get a chance, there's going to be lots more opportunities to get some free stuff. In fact, the runner-ups to this contest that we are going to be shouting out here. We'll get some uh, gift cards to the Eagles Pro Shop that we'll announce on Twitter, uh, it's, By the time you're hearing this, it should be announced. So be looking for that. Uh, and the ticket winner is going to be announced here in just a bit. But let's get to it.
2: What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me?
0: That's right, Jim Moore. I can't believe it either. Uh, Saints <laughs> matchup coming in, guys. Obviously, we know Drew Brees. Obviously, we know Jimmy freaking Graham. Uh, you know, they don't do well in cold weather. They're a bad road team. James, does it matter?
5: Here's the thing. I, I think it matters a little bit. I, I think it here's the thing. I think it matters more that they're not playing at home than the fact they're on the road. I think they're so demonstrably better at home, uh, that it's not necessarily they're a bad football team on the road, uh, especially if you look at their five road losses, they were all against good teams or at least a team like the jets, which, you know, could go out and play a good game on, on a given Sunday. Um, so I think it's more a case of the Saints just being that much better at home than they are on the road uh, and actually not necessarily being a bad road team per se. Um, and, and I don't know if the weather necessarily is going to be a bit as big a factor as just not being in the dome, not being on a fast track. But look, I think it's going to matter. Uh, I think it is a factor. I think it's something you have to, to put into your analysis when you're looking at the game. Uh, you know, Drew Brees has a, what, a 126 passer rating at home and an 84 passer rating on the road. Uh, there are clearly three and five as opposed to undefeated at home uh on the road so you know i, I think it matters but I, i'm not i'm not overdoing it with what it matters i do think that if we if the eagles were going into new orleans i, I would not have any confidence that they could get that done because i do think that new orleans in in the superdome is other than seattle probably the biggest home field advantage in sports uh but again that's not the case and they're coming here so you know you have to look at it as if as a factor i just I don't think it's as big a factor as some people are making it out to be.
0: And, and Patrick, with that, if you're Sean Payton here and you're looking at this Eagles defense and their offense and all that stuff, what's your approach?
1: Onside kicks every time. Uh, anybody else with me on this? <laughs> I mean, if if I'm Sean Payton, I'm not sure I'm doing a ton differently. I think this game is going to be critical. I think this might be the biggest game the linebackers will have all season. You know, you've got to be able to get to the, get to Drew Brees. you got to be able to stop. Jimmy Graham, and you got to be able to stop uh, Sproles. So if I'm Sean Payton, offensively at least, I think you just do what you do, and, and uh, you know, I don't think, like James said, that the weather is going to be a big factor so much as just playing at the link, which I think we all know is going to be just a madhouse in the best way possible on Saturday night. Yes! yes.
0: And uh, hey, you know what? Speaking of Darren Sproles, BLG got some uh, Sproles news, correct?
4: Yeah, with uh, well, it looks like for the second straight day in a row, Pierre Thomas did not practice, so that's not looking good. Because Oh, it's
0: Pierre, my bad, dude. <laughs> so,
4: so I mean, that's two days in a row where he doesn't practice. I mean, there's one more day tomorrow, Friday, or today, when this is released, and then the game is Saturday night, so it's really a big question mark if he's going to play, and he's had 77 catches, which leads the Saints running backs this year, and for them not to have him, uh, that's kind of big. He's also good as a pass blocker, but to, to add on what Patrick said there at the end, Not only and to combine it with what James said here not only is it a disadvantage for the Saints being outside It's the the Eagles being home is a huge advantage. Look how they've played recently in their last four games at home they've won And they're scoring an average of 33 points. They're giving up only an average of like 16 points or so. And all of those home games, they've never scored less than 24. And they've never allowed more than 21. I mean, this is a legitimate home field advantage. And just the fans, the fans have been amazing. I know I've said this multiple times now. But at that Chicago uh, Eagles game, that 54 to 11 game a couple weeks ago, the fans were... uh, Unlike anything I've seen this season, they're so ready for playoff football. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere there. That's going to be a huge advantage for the Eagles.
5: Pierre Thomas, first of all, just to piggyback on the Pierre Thomas thing, uh, he also led the team in carries by almost double, 147 attempts, as opposed to Mark Ingram, who was next with 78. So they'd not only be losing a big receiving threat, but also their primary running back. Um, and, And that kind of leads to what Brandon was talking about, the game being at the link, the crowd, what is going to be most important in playoff football? It's being able to pound the rock late in the game. And that is something that clearly the Eagles can do. And I don't think that Saints team, the Saints team can do that. And when you factor in the fact that, yes, the Saints have the fourth best defense in the league, most of that is from their passing defense. They've given up 111 yards per game. On the ground, uh, they're 19th against the rush. I-, I think that's an area where the Eagles absolutely have to exploit the Saints.
0: Yeah, no, and I tend to agree with James. I think that's really the biggest advantage that we have going in. Saints aren't that great against the run. They're uh, relatively good against the pass. Actually, they're really good against the pass. Aren't they? Are they third or second against the pass? Yes, they're sec- yeah. second
5: against the pass. So yeah
0: very- so, You know, we'll see how that kind of uh, matchup plays out. Got our old friend Rob Ryan on the other side of there, but I mean, you know. <laughs>
5: Also, we got to remember the Kenny Vaccaro loss. I think he was maybe turning into their best defensive yeah. player outside Junior Gullett and Cameron Jordan uh, going, you know, towards the end of the season and broke his ankle week 16 against the Panthers. That's a massive loss That's for them. That's a
0: big-time loss. And, you know, the the thing that you don't lose is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, the thing defensively for this game, I still can't really figure out exactly how you would approach it. Uh, you can't consistently blitz breeze. You can't sit back and have him pick you apart. The screen games, they're probably one of the best in the NFL to do. So, uh, Brandon, what's what's the best plan for Billy and the defense going in here in your mind?
4: Well, I mean, you have to look at Drew Brees, and he, he gets the ball out quick. Uh, I think it's – I don't know the exact numbers in front of me but here, but it, it's pretty quick. And then uh, he, he's pretty accurate too, obviously. So, if you're going to blitz him, you have to be careful because, you know, you might just be sending extra men – and it, to a point where it's not effective, uh, this is something that Brant Cohen talked about at BTN this week uh, in a post about Billy Davis and about blitzing. Because sometimes it just doesn't make sense to blitz them if they're just throwing the ball out so quick every time because you're not even getting – the extra men aren't getting there. So maybe, you know, this is a this is a game where you – know, it sounds cliche, but you're just going to need a big performance out, out of that defensive line. You're going to need Trent Cole. You're going to need Fletcher Cox. You're going to need Benny Logan. And Cedric Thornton to kind of just manhandle that Saints offensive line and that's happened at times this year look at the Jets game you know that was kind of just like a, a weird game it was like wow how did the Jets beat the Saints and yeah. that's that's yeah. how they, they manhandled their offensive line and that's the same thing what the Panthers did to the the Saints uh, most recently and that's how they won the division they they handled that offensive line they they disrupted Drew Brees I don't think you have to do it through blitzing I think you just have to win those battles up front
0: so, Patrick, with that, I mean, do you feel confident that the front four can create any pressure against the Saints? So oh, they've been, you know, a little bit lackluster lately, but still enough to get a couple of hurries here and there. How do you feel uh, as that strategy going in?
1: I loved what Trent Cole said earlier. I think it was uh, Thursday about going against Teron uh, he Armstead. Uh, Trent Cole was asked, do you think they're going to give him help going against you? And Trent Cole said they better... And I think that uh, that kind of perfectly sums up what you have to do to them. I mean, find that weak link in the armor and just go at it. I think that's been Chip's specialty, uh, Billy Davis's specialty, I should say, uh, throughout the season. And I think that uh, you know, I think the answer to your question is they better. You know, if the if the front four doesn't get there, you know, sports cliche time, it's going to be a long day. Uh, you just have to find a way. And I think I think the the potential exists. This is like prime Benny Logan breakout game uh, spot here. I would love to see, you know, that those front four guys who all we've been hearing all year is how underrated they are. They're so underrated Uh, time to uh, time to take that step in the playoffs. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, But again, I think uh, go after that left tackle, get Trent Cole going. Uh, I, I think that's, that's your best bet.
0: James, what are you doing to stop this offense?
5: Uh, man, th- those are some great points. I, I agree with Br- with what Brandon said. I think that you know ultimately you're going to have to win some battles up front. Uh, if you send too many guys, Breeze is going to take advantage of that. If you throw a bunch of guys back in coverage, Breeze is going to take advantage of that, uh, you know, as well. It, it-, it- there isn't a-, a set way to defeat this team, um, especially with a guy like Jimmy Graham on that you know that side of the ball. The Patriots have been the only team who've been able to shut him down, and that was because they have a a corner big enough and strong enough. Like uh, Akib Talib to be able to to basically blanket him, uh, and the Eagles unfortunately don't have anyone like that. So um, I, I think it's going to have to be a mix of the defensive line really winning some battles up front, and I think you're going to have to throw some stunts in there, kind of try and confuse them a little bit. Uh, you know, kind of not let Breeze know always what's coming, and, and try and kind of keep him on his heels because otherwise I don't see how he doesn't tear you apart.
0: Yeah, that's going to be really hard to do. Billy's job is very, very tough this week to disguise those coverages because Drew, like Peyton, like Tom, like all those other great quarterbacks, knows before it's even happening uh, more times than not. And we've talked about Jimmy Graham uh, Graham quite a uh, a lot so far. And, Brandon, who would you kind of pit against him? You're going to have to put – Two guys on him at all times. I'm uh, Initially, I'm thinking, you know, a, a combo of Kerry Williams, Nate Allen, or Brandon Boykin, Nate Allen might not be a bad idea. Where do you see those DBs lining up?
4: Well, I actually saw someone on Twitter, I think it was McLean, said that they are going to put Boykin more in the outside this weekend. Uh, and right. I, Yeah, and I think that means what you can do in that case is you move actually Bradley Fletcher into the slot because that's something he did in St. Louis, believe it or not. Uh, he did play in the slot there. Uh, he Bradley Fletcher is a more physical guy. He does like the contact. I think maybe that's something you could do. You, you kind of match him up at times and you just try to get real physical with Graham. Uh, it's, it's not going to be easy. I mean, there's no it's not like, oh, put Bradley Fletcher on, you know, Jimmy <laughs> Graham problem solved. But I mean, like there's things you can do like that. Maybe that just change it up or and to see how it works. That's the other thing like uh, that, you know, that's Chip's philosophy. You know, does this work? yeah then we'll do it again if it's not working change it up we'll see how it goes
5: there brandon also just made a great point there the idea of getting physical with graham i think that really is the key Uh, you know whether it's fletcher whether it's williams whether it's boykin whoever it is they need to not let him off the line they need to get up in his grill and and you know make it difficult for him to you know extend and get free that's going to be a huge key on saturday night
0: it's going to be tough (laughs) it's going to be tough man i mean like we're talking about all the things that could kill us but let's Let's talk just a little bit about what are the biggest Eagles advantages. Patrick, what do you see the the, the biggest advantages uh, going
1: into this? Uh, I'm go with the most obvious and just say LaShawn McCoy against anybody, especially the Saints. When I'm looking at this game, I think first and foremost, you going back to what you guys were saying, Chip Kelly was my best weapon, LaShawn McCoy. Who am I playing? Saints in the playoffs. Maybe I should run the ball. I think you run the ball and that opens up. Uh, A lot of opportunities. Again, the Saints, not that great on the back end, especially at safety. They're playing like, what, a 40-year-old safety back there? I mean, I I think if you can get LaShawn McCoy going, maybe even get uh, Bryce Bryant and Chris Polk some love in there as well, I think that that's really going to open it up. You don't want Nick Foles throwing the ball, I don't think, uh, 35, 40 times a game. Keep keep the game under control with the running game. Open it up with the play action. Get Foles uh, some good looks, and then, you know, just uh, trust your defense to get it done.
0: And uh, James, the thing about that is that that's what I want to happen. But if for some reason this game doesn't get off on the right foot, are you confident that Nick Foles can lead you back from 14-21 down and still make the game relevant?
5: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I do think that Foles can do it. I think that we've gotten to the point where, you know, doubting that Foles can do something is pretty silly. Uh, You know, I think he's proved everyone wrong. But I I do think it's a real problem if – they can't get the ground game going or if they if they don't stick to it even if you're down 14 points uh you know i think green bay showed against the the cowboys a few weeks ago that as long as you stick with it you know they were down what 26 to 3 in the second half and they just kept pounding eddie lacy and and it worked you know so uh, i think you can't completely abandon it uh Uh, in addition i'm gonna go a little next level here credit bill barnwell with some (laughs) stats here um uh, the Eagles have run the, the zone option play more than any other team in the league and have been extremely successful with it, run up 5.7 yards per carry. Uh, New Orleans has only seen 36 read option plays this season uh, and gave up 5.6 yards per carry. Yeah. Uh, so I think we can expect Chip to do a lot of the read option type stuff in there. Um, and, and I think that it's going to work, to be honest. I don't think... I think it's a close game. I don't think it's going to be a game that gets away from the Eagles. I don't think it's going to be a game where Foles does have to lead them back. But, like I said, uh, you know, I don't, I don't doubt that Foles could do it. I think that he has enough weapons around him and a good enough offensive line that can, you know, uh, outside of last week when uh, there was a lot of pressure from that Dallas front line, uh, I think they'll give Foles the time, and I absolutely think he could bring them back if needed.
0: See, yeah, I, I don't have uh, uh, any non-confidence in the running game, and I don't think that it'll be a problem for Shady to get the ball and get some yards with everybody else mixed in. I just feel if there's mistakes on defense or there's a, an inadvised turnover, I, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing. I think that's the key to this game for me is to not let it. You have to set the tempo at home. You cannot get behind early against the Saints team, and I don't care where you are. I think if the Eagles don't get out to at least, they don't have to have a lead. I'm just saying that they can't play from behind with this team. They can't be down 14 points or 21 points in this first or second quarter. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. And really, who would? But uh, you know, the the important thing is, is that I think that is way more than a punter's chance in this game. I still don't know which way I'm going to go as far as this game is concerned. I've picked the opposite team 40 times already going through this in my head well now is the time to welcome in the the fanciest man we know the man of many red windbreakers not jackets uh that is Mr. Dan Klossner how are you sir
2: it was actually a raincoat damn it just go with it What's I'm going doing on? well. How are you guys? Good. Happy, good. happy almost snow day to you. Oh, man. Happy
0: new year. It's uh,
3: oh, happy, happy new, new year, year yeah, too.
2: Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. We didn't announce
0: that at the top of the show. That's a good uh, way good to good go. Year. Jerk. <laughs> Dan, uh, we've, uh, kind of come at every angle uh, of the saints game. Is there anything that is worrying you and, or exciting you the most matchup wise?
2: Well, Jimmy Graham terrifies me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to worry about the, – they're not going to run the ball much. The running backs are, are more receivers, which I think could be a, a little bit of, a, of an issue. But, nah, it's really just – I mean, it's Jimmy Graham. I think that we match up. I think Carey or Bradley matches up really well against Marcus Colston. You know, they like – he's not a guy who's going to run too well, but he's more of a big physical kind of guy, and they, they that's the kind of game they prefer. Uh, Kenny Stills could be someone who gives us some trouble because of his speed, but I figure Boykin will be on him. Uh, here and there yeah the bottom line is they're they gonna have to get to breeze with four guys more often than yeah. not And that's, if he just sits back there he's gonna pick them apart so and if they blitz him he's got really good numbers against the blitz so bill davis will have to get creative or just hope that our four guys can get pressure on him like they did in the bears game and not so much in the cowboys game
0: yeah let's hope that holds out because i think that's that's the only reason or uh one of the big reasons that the eagles uh can win this game but let's Not to fiddle around with any more of the nonsense. Let's go to Mr. Patrick Wall. How does this one end?
1: You know, I was going back and forth on this all week. I have to say, after last week, I was not feeling super great about this game. But you know what? The more I read, the more numbers I look at, uh, the more professorial work I do, the more I like the birds in this game. I am going Eagles thirty three, Saints twenty
0: four. Ooh, Mister James Elter, where are we going with this one?
5: Uh, to be honest, I've gone back and forth on this. I'm I'm really really torn. Um, I, I I'm gonna give you a stat, and and then I might might not really mean much for me, but uh, dumb teams playing on the road in the playoffs in thirty five degrees or less are three and twenty two. <laughs> uh, wow. Unfortunately, I'm gonna go the other way. I think it turns to four and 22. Ooh. I think the saints win 27 to 24. Uh, <laughs> Dan Klosner. How's this one? End?
2: You know, I've felt oddly good about this game all week. It's just, um, it's just a weird, good kind of feeling. Um, I think the Eagles are going to win. I don't know if they're going to win any other games after this, but I, I do think that they're going to, they're going to get the city of Philadelphia a playoff win in Chip Kelly's first year. So with that said, without further ado, 31-28, Eagles.
0: Woo! BLG, how does this one end?
2: I don't have a stat as good as James, but it's, it's,
4: <laughs> it's a stat. It's uh, since 2002 when the NFL had realignment and everything. Home teams are 26 and 18 in the wild card. That's not as big of a split as the one James gave you, but I'm still feeling good about the Eagles' chances. I picked them to win in recent weeks. I have to go close to Dan, but not exactly Dan. I have to go 31-27. to 27. Eagles
0: went, mm. oof, oof. Um, I am still literally going back and forth right now. I'm I'm looking at Vegas and what they're saying here. It started out as a two-and-a-half-point line, or excuse me, it started off at three, and went down to two-and-a-half for Philly as a favorite. It is now back up to three. tells me there's a lot of Philly money coming in, but now I'm looking at the money line. New Orleans Saints are a minus 135. Eagles money line is a plus 115. Wow, that, that wow. is telling me a lot, and I do not think the Eagles pull this one out. No. I, 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 I just there's too many factors with them offensively and us defensively. I have a lot of faith in Chip Kelly and the offense. I still have you know some sort of faith in Billy Davis and the defense. I just think this is going to be a little too overmatched. I think if the Saints go up more by 30 points or more, you got to keep them to 24, 28, somewhere around there to be able to have a chance in this game. They get to 30, it's over. I think they get to 30. I think the Eagles lose this one, 33 to 28. I think it's close, but I, I, I just, I, I the, Vegas is telling me too much that I have to pick the Saints. That's where I can end out with that
2: you (laughs) (laughs) non-believers
0: well hopefully it's not too depressing as we have been uh, pressing all week yes we are definitely giving away playoff tickets but it won't be just like a simple random thing as we did with the bears game we asked you to become the most creative thing you could by just replying to us and uh, using the hashtag bgn radio tickets and uh, we have finally decided on a winner it was tough there was a lot of there was a lot of Leaders in the clubhouse, almost hour by hour uh, and day by day. But uh, if we could all uh, get the in the drum roll position as Mr. James Zeltzer, drum roll, please, as we announce our winner. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it is, uh,
0: it's literally uh, the best drum roll we have. So,
2: okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you have to get an automated drum roll. <laughs> It's too expensive. It's too expensive. Okay.
0: Okay? That's the only thing
2: we can do. When we get a sponsor.
0: Yeah. When we get note to everybody, title sponsorship are available. Uh, So
2: everybody join in. Give us money, please. (laughs) Everybody
0: join in with James on the drum roll. One, two, three, drum roll.
3: (laughs) Drum roll. Drum
0: roll. And the winner of the Saints-Eagles playoff tickets. Mr. Greg
6: Rudolph! Ooh,
3: ooh, ooh,
6: hey. ooh, ooh, Sean ooh, Jackson He's the man Could've had Earl Thomas Instead of Brandon freaking Graham Started the season With Michael v. He can't throw, and it's just quick. We switched to foes. Jolly Saint Nick, he's tossing bombs. Should've been a first pick. The NFL's scared. And thanks to Shane Saturday, we played the Saints at the Let me go. I'll tell Breezy Stinks. I was there for the snowball, and at 44 and 6. Want the Eagles to win? Please give me the ticks. I'm 12 and three at the link. Let me go; they'll win. I gotta tell you, I didn't
0: think that there was somebody that was actually going to produce a video. And uh, finally, we got our—he was our first video entrant. Uh, a close, actually, second place finish was my man K Diggy, who put together a phenomenal four-minute highlight video who got it in just under the wire it wasn't good enough to bump um, our man greg out of the way but since you did such an amazing job my friend mr k diggy and i know you spent a lot of good time putting that thing together for all of bleeding green nation to enjoy we're going to hand you 20 dollars, sir to the eagles pro shop uh, giving you out a gift certificate pick up any type of eagles gear or help you get any type of eagles gear that you need sir and uh, we'll be announcing more uh, runner-up prizes uh, as you're probably listening to this stuff. But seriously, humongous round of applause for Mr. Greg Ruda and his yeah. uh, eagle song. That was just yeah, and, and also
2: for creating a Twitter account
0: just for this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dedication, dedication, my friend. That's uh, that is right. Again, Dan Klosser, the all knowledgeable uh, with uh, when it comes to draft stuff and. Hopefully, the we won't have to. I mean, I want to talk to Dan more and more about the draft, but hopefully we can keep delaying it here for a couple of weeks as uh, we look into the rest of uh, the NFL playoff scenarios as we head to the picks. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the picks.
6: Here comes the money. Here we go. Right. Money talks. Oh. Here comes the money. Money, money.
0: you know it's it's pretty limited as far as uh who and what we're picking is uh there's you know four teams on buys here but uh, BLG let's start with you where are we going with the NFL playoff picks
4: well it's the same thing every week with me you know who I'm gonna pick <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles are at home they're a minus three um they're gonna get the job done like I, I I predicted a uh well I predicted a 31 to 27 win. So I, I, think they can, I think they can get that. Uh, that offense is just, it's really great at home. And if, if they can look anything like they did against the Bears, the, given the Bears have a way worse defense, but still, if they can just kind of jump out to that kind of quick start and the, the fans are into it, I mean, I, I just feel real confident about the Eagles being able to score points here.
0: Uh, James Zilzer, where are we going next?
5: Uh, I'm going to go down to Indy. Uh, I think that... Uh, you mean Look, you're going across, G- Andy? I'm going across, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Correct. Oh, I'm making
2: sure we're, we're geographically correct. <laughs> I am going across, across the country.
5: That's true. That's true. I got to get my uh, geography on. All right. I'm going to Andy. The Colts already beat the Chiefs once this season. Uh, minus two. I think they do it again. I think they win the game handily. Uh, we all know Andy Reid. We all know how he shows up in big games. Um, I think that... The Chiefs are a little beat up going into the game. Haven't had anything to play for for a couple weeks. Uh, I think the Colts have looked good for the first time in a while the last three weeks of the season. Uh, You know, they they made the playoffs last year, got a taste of it. Uh, I think Pagano's a good in-game coach. Uh, so I'm going to take the Colts minus two I think they beat the Chiefs relatively handily hey, uh,
4: one note on that uh, James I like that pick because you look at it and the Chiefs have two wins since November 3rd both of them came against teams picking in the top five in the draft and the Chiefs only have one win in the season with over a team with a winning record and that's the Eagles
5: yeah which was a different team when they played them as exactly. well than, their, than the playoff team yep great point
0: Dan Klosner where are we going next sir
2: well, we're going to go to uh, the literally frozen tundra of Green Bay, <laughs> where it is going to be colder than any day in the history of humankind. No, seriously, I was looking. Somebody posted a, a picture on on, uh, on Twitter that it's going to be at the height on Sunday at 4 o'clock, and it it's expected to be negative yeah. 30 in terms of how it's going to feel based on Oof. the wind chill. Very so in hype. case you were wondering why the Packers can't sell out their game, I mean, I guess even people, the brave people of Wisconsin who are used to this kind of weather aren't used to quite the sub-zero or sub-arctic conditions. But um, yeah, you know what? Give me the Packers. They were 65-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl last month, and I, I have a couple of friends who put $100 on them at that point <laughs> because they were confident that the NFC North sucked and that the Packers were going to come, that Rodgers was going to come back at some point and that, that was it was a good bet, so... I think that they beat. I think they do enough to beat the uh, the San Francisco Forty ers What's the line in that game?
0: Uh, minus three, ooh. or the uh, plus three, plus, plus three. three
2: for the Packers. Plus three. Uh, oh, no. ooh, okay, all right. I definitely like the Packers plus three. Uh, give me the Packers twenty-one to fourteen.
0: Uh, you know what I got to do, right, guys? Got to ring the bell. <laughs> because there is no possible chance that the san francisco 49ers lose this game there is a
2: huge possible chance
0: no no there's not don't buy into it aaron Rodgers, most amazing quarterback on the planet earth blah blah, blah. frozen tundra blah 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 all that stuff power running game against that defense san francisco will trample all over this team by late into the third quarter give me the san francisco 49ers minus three
5: I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that one. I agree completely. I I just don't see the Packers winning this game. Look, this is a football team that has not been good for the majority of the season. And yes, Aaron Rodgers makes a big difference. That play that he made. Um, fourth and eight in the Bears game, is probably the play of the season. You know, to get them into the Super Bowl, just his ability to to almost sidestep and slide to the left and then basically flick the ball, and and it explodes out of his hand to to Randall Cobb, uh, what was unreal and so much fun to have that guy back playing. But I just think the Niners are a better football team from top to bottom. They're tougher, they're stronger, they're bigger. They're better built for this type of game. Uh, I like the pack. I like the Niners uh, minus the three uh, again, relatively handily.
0: Uh, you could see Julius Peppers almost go, I'm going to be on SportsCenter's
5: top ten. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not. <laughs> All in one uh, humongous flash, yes. Uh, so, Patrick Wall, you, sir, would be our final selection. Where are we going next?
1: That would send us to Cincinnati. La, 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 la. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are minus Eventuals. seven. you know what? The Bengals, exactly. I love the I love the uh, the Bengals at uh, minus seven. There, I'm going to take the home team. Ring the bell. Oh my Uh-oh. god!
2: That's <laughs> right.
1: This bell. this Chargers team. I mean, they kind of
4: they they, they they might not even be supposed to be in the playoffs. But yes, consider that the last team to win in the Eagles home opener.
2: Oh, I know where you're going. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going on a, this could be 5 years.
4: It could be. Now, I don't think the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to go that far. But I'm going to say that the Chargers have beaten some tough teams on the road. They went to Denver and won. They went to Kansas City and won. They're getting plus, they're plus 7. They're getting 7 points there. I think they can at least cover that.
5: I'm gonna like I'm ring the, the bell right back at you. Ring the bell back at you. <laughs> the Bengals win this Double game, you... Ring the Bell. Oh. Yeah, the Bengals, listen, the Bengals almost became the first team in NFL history to score 40 points or more in five straight home games. Uh, they missed it by six points, being the, the Ravens in a game the Ravens had to have, 34 to 17. The Bengals just seem to blow teams out at home. They're 8 0 at home. They had a perfect record at home on the season. Uh, I just don't see any way that the Chargers go in and hang with them, especially a Chargers team that, you know, maybe shouldn't even be in
2: the playoffs if the refs make the right call there. Yeah. Yeah, but they are. No, true, true, true. So you guys like the Bengals to get their first playoff win in 24 years.
0: Yeah. I sure do. Yeah, no, I sure do against that team. Uh, yeah, I think that Bengals defense is going to kind of chew up everything they throw.
2: Brandon wasn't court. even born yet the last time they won a playoff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll uh it will definitely be a very interesting uh, wild card weekend, hopefully with uh, some positive news. Uh thank you uh, once again to everybody who participated in our short little awesome uh, ticket giveaway you know if there ends up being another home game
5: which would be the nfc championship game of san francisco ends up coming through here
0: uh hopefully there's something cool like that we, we can give away so for uh brandon lee Gouten, for mr james zelter for dan klosser and patrick wall i thank you so much for listening to bgn radio episode number 18
2: part